Thank you for tuning in for, to Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we'll be talking about our all-time Bulls starting five. We'll also be doing a draft player profile on Blake uh, on Blake Wesley, and then also talking about a surprising actor who actually got turned down playing Michael Jordan. We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked On Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen of the day. Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, the one and only uh, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. My name's CEO Hayes, and I'm host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. Ah, today, got some topics to get into today. We're going to jump into it first. Joachim Noah named his all-time Bulls starting five. And this is a weird starting five. Like, so what I see what he did here, right? So he played, he paid homage to one of the three peat teams and then he paid homage to his own players that he played with that's what he did here so joe kim noah's starting five are derrick rose michael jordan scotty pippen luau dang and luke long what do you make of that pat <laughs> here's the thing right here's the thing they're not gonna lose <laughs> yeah, Jordan and Pippen on the team. They're not gonna look like well, how am I gonna look at a starting five for, for the Chicago Bulls and be like, Michael Jordan's on that team. I don't see it. Like they're gonna win. <clears throat> but it's a weird pick at the at the power forward and center spot for me. Now, granted, right? Like I I, I said this coming on here. I don't know the context of it. I was looking for the article that he was talking about it in. I think I found it, but it was in French. Uh, or the, it was a, it was a podcast basically, but but so I I didn't know what was going on, mm -hmm. so I don't know the context behind what he was picking, like if he had to leave himself off the list, right? Because I for me the the Bulls haven't had a ton of dominant centers in the game, like you think like power forwards. There's some names I could come up with: Dennis Rodman, of course, Horace Grant. I could come up with uh, um, Elton Brand. You could come up Elton Brand, kind of a center. Elton Brand was a center, but like. Some some power forwards I could come up with off of the top of the head. So I was like, did he have to leave himself off the list? Um, just a weird starting five, dog, to me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I like I said though, like you literally could have said like Chris Duhan, uh, Taj Gibson, and Carlos Boozer. And if you put Mike and Scotty on there, I'd be like, yeah, he probably got 55 games in him. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, I mean, what what was the first thing you thought when you saw it, bro? Because I, I was lost. <laughs> bro, the first thing that I thought was, hey man, Joe tripping. I wonder how high he was when they asked him this. Cause you know, Joe could have been don't be doing this thing. Um could have been high. <laughs> so, but like I said, that's that's the way my brain rationalized it is that I see like I think that's what he was doing. He didn't want to put himself on the list, so he threw Luke Longley on there, who did win titles with us, right? But then he also Not even the best center for the Bulls, true, so. true. Yeah. But then he then he threw some love his guy's way. We know his relationship with Luau, with uh, Derrick Rose and with Luau Dang. So I think that's what he was doing there, man. I mean, because anytime you make an all time like Mike and Scotty, gotta be on there. That's just period. Derrick is at that point too. He gotta be on there. So three out of your starting five is already taken up alone just just by G GP. True. 
don't know, bro. It, it's just weird. Like, when you think, for me, right, when I'm thinking centers, one, A-Train. Like, you you just skipped Artis Gilmore, but okay, maybe because he played in the 70s and 80s, you don't want to put him on there. <laughs> um, I Bill Cartwright get no love? <clears throat> Pau Gasol? Pau Gasol's a better center than Luke Longy was. Yeah. He had him. Yeah, this is true. This you is know what true. I mean? Like, like Luke Longley's, I, I won't disrespect Luke Longley. He's in the top 10. But the fact that Luke Longley's in the top 10 tells you the dominant centers that we've had in this in this franchise, right? Like, so I don't know. Um, for top five list, what I, I mean, are we giving our personal top fives in this one? Yes, mug? we're gonna give our we're gonna give our personal top fives, and just because so much of the top five or starting probably know fives, I guess go. I should let's, say let's, 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 let's yeah, let's do a starting five and a six man. That's how we gonna that's how we're gonna mix it up a little bit. Starting five and a six man. All right. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy start. <clears throat> uh for me, Derrick Rose, point guard. Mm-hmm. Jordan two. Um Pippen at the three. Four, I would probably go um probably Horace. Okay. And then five would be a train for me, just off of respect. I mean, he he literally is the best center in Bulls history, um, <laughs> like legitimately. And then for my sixth man, uh, let me get the man that um, Michael Jordan had to break all his records for him to get on the list. Let me get uh, Bob Butterbean Love in that mug, taking it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good right, length, good size, good defense on that team. A couple dudes that'll put you on. Yeah. <laughs> good night everybody i'll see y'all later you know what you know what hey Hayes, i i'm glad we got have fun bro <laughs> oh man that's, that's hilarious tough. bro that's <laughs> flag on the play <laughs> my my starting five would be Derek, mike pippen i'm gonna go tony kukoc that's a good one that i miss yeah i'm gonna go tony kukoc at the four and then I'm going joke him Noah. Yeah. Because you don't yeah, really need you don't need necessarily a dominant scoring center at that point with that lineup. But you do need somebody, Joe, who can switch on the guards, be uh, very versatile. We know he's a rebounding monster. Tony Kukoc was nothing to, to shake your head at either. But then for my sixth man, I'm gonna go. I don't listen, bro. I swear to God, I almost picked Nate Robinson here just because, like, <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> but I'm gonna go Jimmy Butler actually for my six man. And the reason why is because you look at somebody who can who rather Pippen or Jordan are coming off coming off the court, he can replace either one of them, keep up that defensive intensity, and yeah. give you a little bit of scoring as well. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad yeah. at that lineup at all. Um I think that lineup would be successful. I think a little smaller. Yeah, it depend. And, and the tough part is right. Like, what are you building this lineup for? Again, I don't know the context of this. I'm going size just because size always ends up winning out. But like in today's NBA, that lineup will probably dominate. I mean, Ku yeah. coach is is. Li- I, I I tell people all the time, and people don't believe me, right? Like Tony Ku coach in today's game would be as revered as Luca is. Yeah, or because. His he was Dirk before Dirk. In, I mean, let me think about this slander before I say it. Yeah, all right. 
Nah, I, I, I think I believe that. in today's NBA, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about like right now's NBA, he'd be better than Dirk. Yeah, yeah. He I'd could like, shoot the three at a high clip. He could handle the ball like a point guard. Like I think people yeah. don't forget that he was he was six eleven, um, had a good back to the basket game, had a good mid range game. Like he would he would be he would be better than Dirk in today's NBA. All right, send that slander to Pat the Designer. Hey, hey, uh-huh. listen, I will, uh, I will, I'll say this. I got to do a uh, locked on NBA today with uh, Nick as well, so uh, maybe we'll oh. drop some of that over there. Hey, uh, hey, hey. definitely good, throw that good over. Conversation. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's the host of Locked On Mavs. If you if you want to keep up with the slaughter that's happening over there, check him out. And and I think people do realize too, and it's it really. These type of conversations also, I think, need to be framed by what era they're playing in. Are they playing in today's era? Are they playing in what era? Because it really completely would change the way that I would make up a roster. But like you said, I did it off today's era. I think that would be an era. This that would be a lineup that really <clears throat> could work. Um, yeah, a little small again. You know, it's more than but six for people today's on the roster. Era, be but, good. <clears throat> today's yeah, era, be good. Yeah. and listen. Yeah. You get, it doesn't matter what era it is. We got Michael <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> That's what this people, true. It don't matter. Like, I'm telling you, you could throw Nate Robinson, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, uh, Tyrus Thomas, although no, Mike might no, that, kill that's him. taking it too far. Mike might kill him. And Omer is chic. They still win in 48 games. Tyrus <laughs> <Listen, laughs> Thomas will cry his way out of the NBA if Mike was if he was on the team with Michael. Hey, because there's listen, no way I'm, he's I'm just saying, like he will drag his his trash self up and down the court. <clears throat> I, was he trash or are we just are we just spurned by uh Lamar? No, Tyrus. Well, the thing with Tyrus is, is that he always showed flashes. Yeah. Right. Like he would have those games where he'd get like three, four blocks, be running up and down the floor, have highlight reel dunks. And it's just like, hey, man, listen, listen, come on. <laughs> but, you know, I honestly think while we're talking about errors is that Tyrus Thomas would probably be a little bit better, better in this air. Nah, I, bro, I'm telling you, Tyrus really couldn't shoot. That's true. Shooting is very and very important. In Tyrus, if Tyrus was, I like was thinking more of the on, size aspect, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he's six ten, but if he was more focused on like getting, um, putting weight on and attacking the bucket, like probably would have been better in his era. You know what? Tyrus Thomas is Derrick Jones Jr. minus the ability to do anything competently. All right, uh, beautiful people. Next up, we're going to be getting into um, back into our draft player profiles, this time with Blake Wesley. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You uh, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto? Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are also reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts you will ever need at Rock. I'm not singing. 
I'm just letting y'all know. I was coming. Thought go ahead, coming. go ahead, get it, get it. Uh, go ahead, brother. Hey, let's show read. Rockauto.com. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, hey, yeah. You. See, listen, that, that's, that's the teamwork you get here at Locked On Bulls. But next up, <laughs> we're going to get into a player profile. Uh, this one is actually slated to actually, in a lot of mocks, to go to the Chicago Bulls. Now, again, mocks for a team and a GM or a front office like AK and Eversley is always going to be hard because you never know what's going on in the mind of Batman. He can have, he can be going 150 different ways. Um, but Blake Wesley is who we're going to be talking about right now. Blake Wesley is a uh, 6'4", 185-pound shooting guard, 6'4", but with a wingspan of 6'11". That's wild, bro. That's wild to have a wingspan of that size. He can He's scratch a, his knee without bending over. Without, yeah, scratch his knees while he's standing up. Some of the comps for him have been Tyler Hero and Byron Scott, which aren't bad. Aren't that, let's see. Yeah, that's, that's, that is. But they're not bad comps at all. Um, ability to shoot. Handle the ball um, on, on the fast break. Uh, he's a very good finisher around the rim, things like that. Um, there are some issues with him guarding shooting guards that we need to talk about at some point because I do think that if he were to come to the Chicago Bulls, he'd be replacing Kobe White, which means he's going to be playing some shooting guard. And as we know, Billy Donovan, you know, he, he likes to play people out, outside of position quite often. He uh, He's 19 years old. He actually will be 19 years old his whole rookie season. So he's a, a very – Big upside pick because he's still very young and has a lot of room to develop. Pat, turning it over to you. What do you think about Blake Wesley? Um, I don't know. Like I, I watching his game, you could see that the flashes were there, but it scares me when I see flashes in college. Um, mm -hmm. his road games, he was he was very a very. Uh, excellent player, which maybe you take something from that. Uh, averaged about 16 points per game on the road. Shot mm -hmm. about 46% from the field is when he shot his best. 36% from the three-point line. But in 19 games at home this season, uh, 13 points per game, 28% uh, uh, um, from the three-point line, 37% from the field, very inconsistent. And as you as you start to look through through just kind of what he did, First, a lot of the teams, right? Like he had, he had those big games. He had twenty-five point games in college. He was able to to attack. And then there's there's some games where he kind of disappears in the stat sheet, um, and that does concern me when you see when you see guys coming out of college, especially at a, at a school like Notre Dame, right? Where like, like there's certain schools where you have to take the school into account. Mm -hmm. um, FSU is one, like with Patrick Williams, his numbers mean nothing because. Everybody, like, 11 deep scores, like, 8 to 10 points on that team. Blake Wesley was was a player that you kind of looked at and was like, all right, like, you're going to be the shooter on this team. You're going to be and, – and he was just a little up and down for me. Um, I think there's better talent for the Bulls. And, again, you know, I think it's pretty clear in the last three breakdowns that I've done – I'm not looking to bring in a guy who's going to be a full-on project right away, mm -hmm. even if that means there's a cap. He's a project. He's he's literally starting over with Kobe White. Like, I think he's a two. He's, he's 6'5". He's 185 pounds. He's very small. But I think he's a two in in at the next level. He's not a point guard. Um, yeah. But he's still, to me, a project on... 
Can he be consistent enough off of the bench for you? Again, like we've said, we need guys right now, based on whether Zach Levine signs or not, uh, that are going to make an, an instant impact for you. He does have that ability where he can have those games where he's shooting 50% from the three-point line and and 50% from the field. But he's also got those games where he's shooting 20% from both. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would be a little bit leery picking him, and I feel like there's better players at 18 for the Bulls to go after. Uh, I think if you drafted Blake Wesley, it's because you feel like you just have to replace Kobe White with somebody younger in that situation. I don't think that's where the Bulls are at. Yeah, I think if Blake Wesley ends up being the pick, that signifies a couple of things, that maybe the Bulls traded Kobe White and got an additional pick, and they yeah. and they felt comfortable drafting somebody who is going to be very much a project. Again, he projects to probably be able to very, very so turn into a score at the NBA level. He has the raw skill set um, or skills and, and outlook to do that. But some of the things that, that bring issues with me um, for Blake Wesley is, A, I don't know if you saw this or paid attention to this in the, in the video that you watched for him, he does not move without the ball very well at all. And one of the biggest issues that we had on this team was at times players standing around and watching DeMar and Zach Levine go to work and not moving without the ball. Yeah. And that to me, especially when you're a scorer, right? It signifies to me that if you're not actively scoring at that time or getting your shots, that you get disengaged from the game. And yeah. we don't have time for that, right? We don't we have got time. That. For, yeah. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> yeah, we got we got plenty of that. We got too much of that, right? So that's why I would I would move away from him personally being the pick and not somebody that I that I look forward to. Now, like I said, there's there may be a team that has time to develop him and they may get the next Tyler Hero out of him. They may. It very well. He could hit close to that potential level. But the Bulls, if, do they really have time? And if they do, and, and that's the biggest thing is that if the Bulls do go potential with that pick. There are other players like a Kendall Brown, a Jalen Williams, things like yeah. that, that I would think that I would bet on there for the long longevity of the team. I would want to bet on their potential more than I w- would a, would a Blake West. If I'm going potential, I'd go Marjan uh, uh, Vichy. There you go. That's, that's because I, I've already seen him play against professional competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, there is something to be said about playing against whether it's G League comp or not. There's something to be said about playing against professional competition and dominating. If if you if you feel like oh, how can you trust that that's the same level as the college level? Look at what Jalen Green did to NBA teams this year. There you go. So I I'm I I would avoid him. Not to say that I think he's going to be a bad player at the next level. I just think it's going to be. Like, I don't see him as a Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero impacted year one and year three. Year two, he had a down year. Yeah. Um, I was going to say he had a down year. In this, so that, yeah, that was yeah year second year, year he had a down yeah. year. Year one and year three, he impacted. Um, I see I see him as a guy that has an impact maybe year four, very much like Kobe White. Like, I think Kobe could have a big season next season. I think he could have a good career as a, as a shooter off of the bench. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Blake Wesley will be, and I, I don't think the Bulls have time for that right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not unfortunately. It means we're winning. Um, <laughs> so, hey, hey, but uh, we're going to get into this uh, this this last interesting topic, dog, about a, a, a actor that <laughs> turned down to play Jordan, which I'm not going to lie. The second I saw the actor, I was like, how the heck would you play Michael Jordan? Uh, like, but but yeah, but anyway, we'll get into all that and more on the other side of this. But we do want to tell you guys about True Bill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? 
It's a business scam to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. <laughs> Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need or want or simply forget about. I've been there, dog. You know, yeah. I was signed up with an app literally for a year plus. They were taking $20 a month. It was an app that I felt I needed at that moment and then just never used it and forgot about it. It was literally just hitting me on Apple. And, you know, Apple don't really tell you what bill you got. So you just look at that mother just be, you feel like you got money in the bank next day. You know, Apple hits you with a $20. What is that? What app is that? But then you forget about it after that moment. Uh, Truebill is your concierge and is there when you need them to cancel those unwanted subscriptions so that you don't have to. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, which was very true of this app, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions. They have over 2 million <clears throat> users and have helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill, saved $120 on my Sirius XM bill, and saved $840 on a year on my car insurance. Dog, what car insurance did you have? You had the uh, gap insurance on that as well, didn't you? Don't worry about it. Uh, don't fall to the subscription scam. Start canceling today at Truebill.com forward slash locked on NBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. There you go. Now, as you alluded to, we got to talk about an actor, a pretty premier actor in Hollywood, who asked Michael Jordan, had a conversation with Michael Jordan, presented this whole thing to play him, and Michael Jordan did not go for it, man. Um, which I wonder how much of that is because it's like, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll get into it because I got a theory there. I got a theory. Let's do it. So, on Complex's Sneaker Shopping, which is available on YouTube, it's around the seven uh, minute, 26 uh, second mark. Uh, Idris Elba, who's being interviewed, goes into it. I'm direct quoting. He says, in my head, playing Jordan wouldn't be about playing the basketball player. It was about the businessman. He's a very astute businessman, really smart, and his work as a philanthropist is unspoken, but people don't understand the work. He cares. He does a lot of work. So that's where I'm hit, uh, what, what I was hitting at. I was like, I want to play Jordan. I'm doing that. And he was like, uh, I'm not ready for that story yet. I'm sure, knowing what I know about Michael Jordan, there was a, uh, a curse word or two in there at some point yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. he definitely threw a little jab at him um now uh, looking at this idris elba is six two movie magic they could have made it probably work um hey, you saw you saw how how the muzz was looking up and uh and that that lakers uh uh yes but winning time nah, yeah, like, yeah, like, i yeah. think the a train was like <laughs> six foot one if that <laughs> crazy. crazy but you know before i get into my crazy theory what do you think about idris elba wanting to play michael jordan I, I mean, I think any actor would want to play Michael Jordan. I think it's a weird pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like that would have to be some movie magic because Idris legitimately looks absent. I've seen bald Idris. We've seen bald Idris. This is true. We have still looks nothing like Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. So it would have been a weird pick from that sense. Um, and I think that's probably why Mike turned it down. I like the idea of the movie, though, but I also get why Mike isn't ready uh, 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 for that movie to be made because that movie is still a work in progress. Like, Mike 
is owning a team and yeah, there's Jordan and yeah, there's all this other stuff, but like there's still a lot of stuff that Mike probably wants to do. You can make a whole trilogy of movies based off Michael Jordan's life. L- legitimately, but but yeah. uh, well, I was going to say is somebody going to go watch three movies just based off Jordan the man, but yeah, probably. Uh his yeah. sneakers have been selling since. <laughs> 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 he ain't played in, in 30 years. Um Nah, I I just I don't I get why he was turned down or at least why I think he was turned down. I think it would have been a weird it it would have been a it would have looked like a lifetime movie. Mm. Yeah, man, like we'd have been sitting there like Idris Elba. Like <laughs> well, that dude, it would have looked like they had a movie like that, right? That's like always the, good. That's that's my conspiracy Jordan? theory. The, the Michael Jordan and American hero, in which he was Michael Jordan was played by Michael Jace, who then eventually went to jail for being a convicted murderer, by the way. That, that's just, just, just a hats off to that. <laughs> We get here. Good lord. <laughs> I'm just throwing facts out there. Good lord. But, but what I'm thinking is that, and this was my conspiracy theory, is that Michael Jordan very much was not in control, but he he informed how the last dance went. And that was a documentary. He was in control. Politically correct. But in telling a story about Michael Jordan's life, a can you just tell the story? But like, you have to at some point link in something with basketball, right? You probably start with the Wizards. Yeah. Oh. Probably start with the Wizards. See that? See, just for the the palate cleanser, you got to throw some. Bull- anyway, I feel you. But like, I think that when once it is time to tell that story, and it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. That Michael is going to want so much control over it that. It can't be presented by anybody. It can't be anybody who comes to him unless you're like Martin Scorsese or Spike Lee, and you're like, "Hey, Mike, listen, I just want to. I just want to. Spike do it. Spike would. Oh, Spike would do it as a Knicks before. Spike's talked about wanting to do a a Jordan movie before. Um, but I think that Jordan would want so much control that you can already see it's going to be an 18 month to two year search on who's going to play Michael Jordan. Cause he's gonna be that that damn anal over it, or he's gonna no. Nah, Michael Jordan isn't gonna want to do it himself because no, nah, that Space Jam like that. Listen, hey, that Space Jam is Space Jam is good it's for what classic. it is. It's, it's a good classic. for what it is. It's bad, but it's good for what it yeah. is. <laughs> but I just think that Michael would want so much control over it because it's his story. Yeah, that like I said, anybody else coming to him and saying, "Hey, man, I have this idea," it's already gonna be a no out the gate. I don't think it will work because Mike won't let things get out. Mm. I was surprised that they even let it get out how much of an asshole he is on the last dance, to be quite honest with you. I don't think Mike's bothered by that, though. I For think, a while, I don't think now, but I think 10, 15 years ago, Michael absolutely would have been. I don't think Mike was ever bothered by it because Mike, I, Mike there's, there's so many <laughs> stories out there about Mike just being a D-bag to, to like, children and this like, is true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, time, like, like people would have been like, like people could literally somebody could have said Michael Jordan took my kid's ice cream out, licked it, and then put the ice cream cone on top of his head. And if there was no video evidence, people would have been like, "Man, Mike wouldn't have did that to you." Yeah, but it depends on how many kids he does it. To. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that. That to me is Fair is, is what Fair it enough. what it really is, right? Because yeah. like. How many people is there stories about? Like the biggest thing that I've heard, especially around Chicagoland, <laughs> is that there's a lot of people that caddied for Mike or they mm-hmm. would bet Mike on the golf course and Mike wouldn't pay his bets or he wouldn't tip the caddy because he said, 
your um your payment is that you got to work for Michael Jordan. <laughs> or your payment is that you beat Michael Jordan. Mm. Which is wild. To, like, so I, I know my, I, I don't think, I think the movie will never get out because like you said, Michael have so much creative control mm. that it won't be the, like, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> like if you showed me Mike, the businessman, I would expect the movie to be like Mike playing for the wizards, Mike getting a piece of the wizards, Mike, berating Kwame Brown. He'd probably throw that in there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Just, just to kill, <laughs> throw a jab at Kwame. Just be like, <laughs> I heard you. I, I want you to know I heard you. <laughs> and then it would be like Mike buying Charlotte, selling some shoes, and the movie would end. Because there would be nothing about it, right? Like, like dog, like, you telling me, I, I still, like, you telling me Mike opened a hotel door and saw cocaine and women everywhere with his teammates and just fell out the room, backed out, closing his eyes and couldn't believe it. Like, come on. No, Michael I, scooped up a couple of those women. Never mind. I'm not going to slander. I Michael. don't know if he went that far. He's no, still listen. a country boy from North Carolina, but I don't think he was like, please, Jesus, help me. Like listen, it fell out listen, the room. Yeah, you know I mean, so, the, I don't know. We're going to get this story once the Hornets win a title. That's when we'll get this. That's story. who we because, then, because then it can end on that, right? Because Michael would love to be able to end his movie talking about him as a businessman and saying, by the way, the Hornets won a title. Like, that would literally have to be the end of the movie. The whole movie is just Mike watching Hornets game <laughs> in their championship season, just sitting there like this. He, like, smacks some dude behind the head just sitting there. And in baggy jeans and cowboy boots. That's the whole movie. See, I don't, I don't think that Michael, as an owner, could take his team being in the finals because the moment that he sees the coach do something, Michael's going out there on the sideline. Depends on who the coach is. It would have yeah. to be a coach to respect it. It would have to be a, a heck of a coach. It, well, at the very least, he's gonna have a phone that people hey, hey man, take the phone to the side. I would I would I here's here's one that we could lead the people on. Here's okay. one that we could lead the people on. We've heard that Phil Jackson want to get back into coaching. <laughs> no, bro. No, no. Could Mike hit a uh a come down here and throw that triangle in with LaMelo Ball? <clears throat> no, no. This is I I honestly think that. Some you know like some people like I have a best friend that I would never like he's been asking to do a podcast for me for years yeah and I would never do a podcast or anything remotely business wise to him because while he's my we've been friends for twenty two years I know because I know him too well six episodes in our friendship would be over because I would have headphones straddled around his neck <laughs> and I think that's that's Phil and and Mike I I don't even think Phil would accept a job from Mike. Really? You think you think they? I don't know if they beefing that much. Though. I'm not saying they're beefing, but I'm Just saying dealing that, with each other. That they're, like they're, in they're that both business so sense. perfectionist, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the way that they want to do it, unless their vision is perfectly aligned for the team, I just don't see that working out. But wouldn't Mike and Phil cussing each other out just be par for the course? Oh yeah, I would. Don't get me wrong. I would love <laughs> to see it happen. Like don't, don't get That's me wrong. That's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we we hey listen, we're gonna have to start having a segment where we just cash stuff because like but we we didn't made Batman Lex Luthor. We we the, the we just cast the whole Michael Jordan movie, businessman <laughs> movie. Come on, man. I love it, man. I love man. it. I love the conversation, love man. I ain't gonna lie to you. It be, it, this 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 part of the show that we can actually just be like on this mug having fun, it makes me glad the Bulls aren't playing on a losing streak right now. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get up out of here, my boy.
Michael Jace played Michael Jordan, and then about five to eight years afterwards was a convicted murderer, and he's now never being released. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Jordan put him up to it. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, here, here's, here, here's another question to leave for the audience. Two, two completely off-base comments. Okay. Uh, which movie was worse? Michael Jordan in American Dream or Flex Washington playing Michael Jackson? Both MJs, so it applies. Boom, let's go. <laughs> Flex Washington being dark-skinned as he is, playing a light-skinned uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> That was just, literally terrible. Just bro. baby powder everywhere. Like who, who was the casting director that when Flex walked in and they were like, that's who we're gonna go ahead and hire. That's it. Like that's that's Michael. Black and on, white. Man. That's both mics. Come on, huh? man. What? <laughs> Unless they were really gonna really gonna bleach his skin, they should not have given him that role. <laughs> they shouldn't have given him the role. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see that movie, I just be like, one hey, on one. That movie's literally the things of horror. Like nightmares made of that. It's like scary, seeing him bro. in the Michael Jackson makeup with the wig, like literally, that is a ter- he he looks like the dude from Atlanta. What's the character from Atlanta that that uh Donald Glover did that Teddy t- Dan, what was the I can't oh, think of it. I don't even really watch Atlanta like that. So. Oh, well, you got to You got to watch the episode. I'm going to send you a link to that episode. You got to watch the episode. <laughs> Just that episode. <laughs> Go ahead. Man. <laughs> hey, man, follow me on everything at The Designer. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. We glad that we got to, got to get up in here and rock with y'all and just have some fun in this, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I really appreciate y'all so much, man. We've been popping over on the YouTube, getting the numbers back up there, which during the offseason, that's been crazy. Uh we appreciate y'all, man. Uh, did you go? Ahead, did you give him the social media? I already did. Okay, you can follow me at CEO Hayes and CEO H A I Z. You good, bro? Listen, good. listen, bro, bro, bro. It's been a week, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. It's been it's a week, bro. It's only Thursday, bro. It's been a, it's been a week. I'm so looking forward to this three day weekend. I can't listen, man. It has been a week. Your boy's stressed out, but oh, nonetheless. Man. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Bulls and making us your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen, go and tune in and uh, check out Locked on NBA, where the Locked on experts give you analysis on every playoff team, everything from top to bottom going on with the NBA. Our very own Pat the Designer is over there today. Get a double dose of Pat. But thank you for tuning in to Locked on Bulls, man. We out, y'all.